Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. You're listening to the ESPN Chicago pregame show on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Here are your hosts, Jeff Miller and ABC7's Dion Miller. Bears and Bengals. Under an hour away from kickoff at Soldier Field, the Bears are 0-1. The Bengals come in 1-0, and the Bears are seeking to avoid falling to 0-2 for the first time under Matt Nagy. They have not started a season 0-2 under him, so that is huge because I think this one stacks up tough for the Bears, Deanne. Yeah. They are just one-and-a-half point favorites, and we know that generally you're given three points for home field, so... Looks like the Sharps in Vegas are seeing the Bengals as a slightly better team these days than the Bears. Uh, nothing the Bears did in week one gives should give anyone indication that they are ready to snap out of it that quickly in a week. Uh, especially against a talented Bengals uh, offense that is confident and with reason, with good reason. They had some success last week um, and Joe Burrows sacked five times and still was able to really do what he wanted to do with the ball. So it, it's... Again, I say it starts with that defense. If the defense is able to get any, t- I mean, if they're able to get any takeaways, if they're able to um, kind of generate some sort of energy and confidence on that side of the ball, it's complimentary football, right? And and Nagy talking this week about when when are teams having fun? Well, they're having fun when we're taking away the ball, and then that leads to the offense, and you're doing celebration dances, and you're having a good time, and that was not, you know, last week was not fun. That was not fun. Not fun to watch. Not fun for the Bears to be involved with. Matt Nagy discussed playing at home at Soldier Field for the first time this season. It'll be really neat. We miss that. We really do. And now the preseason gave us a good taste of it because our fans were rocking on on the preseason. Uh, And that's such a huge advantage. You know, we talk about it as a team, um, making sure that we protect Soldier Field. We want to protect Soldier Field, and, and we, we need the fans' help with that. You know, that's the players feed off of that. The coaches feed off of that. That's real. And you can see the, the teams in the NFL that have that. Um, it's a huge advantage. You get to a point to where when, when you have an opponent come to your building or they look at the, 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 the schedule when it comes out and they say, ooh, we got to go to Soldier Field. You know, ooh, we got to go to this place or that place. That matters. And, and so uh, we want to be able to go out there and – and do good things so that we can get the crowd going. And when we have them behind us, uh, we feel pretty good. The question for me is how long will the crowd be behind the Bears? And, you know, because <laughs> as long as Andy Dalton's at the helm, it, you do wonder, you know, how how anxious fans will get. And I certainly don't think they're going to holster their booze. They're going to be no. raining down if the offense is struggling at all. I, I, I mean, already you're seeing pictures on social media, how many fans are showing up wearing Justin Fields jerseys. This is that they want the future to be now and their patience will be very thin. And Matt Nagy knows that, too. Um, but he has a plan. So we're going to wait and see how that plan unfolds. I do believe that if the Bears get the ball first and they're unable to do anything offensively or three and out, I, I believe it starts that quickly. I really do. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. I would expect that the fans are going to be calling for fields very soon. And if uh, things don't go well for the Bears on offense, 
it will be almost immediate. If you're hanging out, uh, tailgating, or if you're heading to the game today, 312-332-3776, we invite you to chime in. Let us know what you're feeling. Are you going to be calling for Justin Fields in the stands the moment you get there? Or are you trusting in Matt Nagy giving him a little bit of leash here and willing to go with his Andy Dalton Mm -hmm. plan for as long as he wants to? Now, Dominique Foxworth, who played in the league for a long time, defensive back, he played for the Ravens, he played for the Broncos, was a longtime starter. He was also the youngest player ever elected to the NFL PA's executive board as vice president. He, after his playing career, Dion, folks may not be familiar, but um, he went on to get his MBA from Harvard. So Dominique Foxworth, a very intelligent person, somebody who played the game for a long time, knows the inner workings of the NFL. He joined Kevin Clark on the Ringers NFL podcast and had some interesting insights on culture and the idea of, you know, building a culture and how you can say everything you want to say, but it's really not. It doesn't matter what you say. It's all about your actual actions. This was Foxworth on the Ringer NFL show. Who gives them the best chance to win is Justin Fields. And they are sending a message to everyone in their organization. Eh, don't worry about it. So when you are, you have some free time, you're done with work. uh, You're done with all your meetings. You're done with lifting. You're done with practice. You have a decision to make. Am I going to go home or am I going to stay and watch a little more film? Am I going to invite everybody over to watch some film? Am I going to? do the extra work? Am I going to do the stretching that's required to help um, limit injuries? Am I going to do all this other stuff or am I going to go have fun and be happy? And then whether it's conscious or subconscious, you're like, hey, I mean, they don't really care about this year. I don't really care about this year. <laughs> like, I, I don't think that's anyone's explicitly point. saying that. I don't think it was explicitly saying that, but that's what's happening. Like, imagine anyone who's listening. Yeah. Imagine when you were a part of a a company or an organization or a team or even your family where the leadership made it clear to you that this is not what's happening right now is not important to you. And then think about the time when you were at an organization where everybody was bought in. Like it's, it's, it's human nature, whether you want to believe it or not, you can go in and say, it don't matter what's happening around me. I'm going to give my best effort all the time. That's bull. (laughs) We're all susceptible to it. Like we're all susceptible to it. And I, I mean, I know it to be the case. Like I'm coming on this podcast and I know that you're going to put in time and prepare. So I came in putting in my preparation to make sure I was ready for this. I'm going on another podcast. That's not as good. I'm showing up and spitballing it because I don't think they deserve it. I think that's interesting insight from a guy who, again, I think is a very smart and intelligent player, former player, played the game for a long time, giving you some insight as to inside the locker room when they view a guy who's the quarterback, who's the better quarterback, not necessarily being the starter. You know, like he said, I thought the point about, you know, it's whether it's uh, unconscious or conscious, you make decisions. And when maybe when Andy Dalton continues to be the starter, it seeps into the work ethic of the rest of the team, even if you don't want to believe it actually is. It's a fascinating point, especially for a Bears team that for a, a long time, even going back to January of this year, was like, oh, other teams have praised our culture and you wonder if Nagy could start losing this team by not by sticking to this blueprint he thinks is going to I, I don't know save his job also I mean is is that part of what is going on behind the scenes that we're not getting to see and I I think it's a very interesting point I'm I'm curious because it it gets back to Eddie Goldman you know like is he not pushing because he doesn't feel like 
the Bears are pushing or even Eddie Jackson, like just kind of realizing that this is an in-between year. We're going through this Band-Aid year before we're actually going to compete to win. Uh, maybe maybe that is affecting them. I, I will say this, like you can't, you, we're all human. Mm-hmm. So if that is really going on and they're hearing anything about that in the locker room from anybody or or seeing that from any of these leaders that they have, that that is going to affect the entire room. Maybe it gets all of this. Okay, so we played the Ian Rappaport early in, earlier in the show, but if you missed it, here's Ian Rappaport this morning on NFL Network talking about how much playing time Fields will get. Andy Dalton is going to start against his former team, the Bengals, today. However, all anybody wants to know is, is Justin Fields going to get on the field? Is he getting on the field more than he did last week? I am told, yes, expect increased snaps for Justin Fields. Here's what I'm told behind the scenes for the Chicago Bears. He is growing every day. There are wow moments, wow throws every single day in practice. He's actually coming along faster than they expected. They are essentially head over heels in love with him. They use these packages as growth moments for Fields. No moment is too big, so expect to see more of them. See, this is where if you tie it all together... I do believe it's possible what Foxworth is talking about. With all the players are observing Justin Fields making these wow Wow splash plays. And they're saying, okay, we like Andy Dalton. He's a really nice guy. But the truth is, what Fields can do on the football field cannot be replicated by Andy Dalton. We get to a point where you're going to start to lose the team as well. And I don't think there's any sinister motives by Matt Nagy in trying to... I don't think it's about self-preservation necessarily in that he's thinking, oh... If I wait just a little bit, I can go ahead and then bring Justin Fields in and then I can point to at the end of the season, even if we have a bad year, oh, look at the improvement. I don't think it's that. I don't think those are his motives. But what I do believe is something you touched on, only knowing the Andy Reid way, right. that's the only bl- blueprint he's familiar with. And so he's, you know, a little bit, he, he's, he doesn't want to divert from that. And so with all these things kind of being brought together, it's problematic for me as a as an observer and a fan of the Bears, quite frankly, to see this play out this way. And the, so the sooner we get to Justin Fields, the sooner we can talk, st- stop talking about when will Justin Fields actually play. And and it's interesting because it, Rappaport's saying, like, behind the scenes, I'm hearing these things. No, they've said that. They've said Justin is coming along faster. It's so obvious that they are head over heels in love with him. But then, then okay, I'm, I don't care about the feelings. Like, play him. Yeah. Like, what it's, it, that, I think, is where fans are hearing what they're saying and then seeing the actions on Sunday is gonna is gonna have people scratching their heads for a very long time especially if the result isn't there the yeah that's the bottom line the and the landing spots it look there's it's not gonna be perfect for Justin Fields at any point the way the team is assembled uh skill position wise David Montgomery is a nice player Allen Robinson you can count on uh Darnell Mooney you know he is uh, he's got the speed to create problems for defenses and then you've got some workable pieces in Jimmy Graham in the red zone and Cole Komet so even though they're not perfect there's 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 skill positions to work with yeah the offensive line we know it's going to be a work in progress it probably will be all year yeah I think so and so, think so the sooner you get Justin Fields and his mobility out there I think the sooner this offense starts to look better Andy Dalton is limited what he can do physically. He's not going to get outside the pocket and create plays. Justin Fields will. We know that Justin Fields has a bigger, stronger arm. And so it may not, you know, you may not be able to put together these 10, 12 play drives with Justin Fields behind this offensive line. But truth be told, I don't know if you can do that with Andy Dalton anyway. I'm not going to be mad if they use two quarterbacks and they win. I don't think fans will be mad about that. If they bring in Fields and he is successful and Dalton is successful, no, nobody's going to be mad if they're sharing that time. 
if it means winning because and and if it means that we're also as fans they are seeing that growth from Justin Fields as well I think they saw it last week though like nothing is too big for this guy and they they know that so it's going to be the, that continued debate about like when when they should put him in. It, it's okay if he plays a handful of plays and he's mastered them and he looks like he's mastered them. I'm not mad if that works. And also Andy Dalton does well too. It can't be Dalton is clearly struggling. They can't get down to the two yard line and then Dalton throws an interception. You can't do have success with Justin Fields and then see Dalton come in and struggle. That's where the fans are going to lose their minds. That's the voice of Dion Miller, ABC Seven. I'm Jeff Miller. We are talking about Bears and Bengals as we get set for kickoff at noon at Soldier Field. Will we divert ever so slightly from the Justin Fields conversation? Maybe, just maybe, Deanne has a few <laughs> notes about some of the other players on the team. We'll find out next. Chicago's home for sports is available always. Tell your smart speaker, play ESPN 1000. You're listening to the ESPN Chicago pregame show. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Back here on ESPN 1000, getting set for Bears and Bengals today, about 40 minutes away from kick. I'm Jeff Meller, along with Dion Miller. You, of course, see her on ABC7. You can see her tonight after the Bears game wraps up. She'll be telling you all about what happened, hopefully a Bears win. But before we get there, Dion, yes. uh, we, uh, you know what? We uh, talked last week. We gave the uh, folks the uh, heads up that uh, you will each week be giving us your notebook, what is inside there. And uh, last week, we kind of just busted it out haphazardly. This week, we spared, <laughs> we spared no expense. We found ourselves a sound effect. There you go. That actually sounds like I'm writing with a Sharpie, and so, I love it. <laughs> so Dion is going to give us uh, a look inside her notes here, and we will do this each week during the Bears season. All right, paging Eddie Jackson. That is my number one note for this week. He has had zero interceptions since December 29th of 2019. Obviously, mental lapses last week. They all owned up to that. But Tashawn Gibson came out and faced the media about it and spoke and said, I don't think that would ever happen for Eddie and I. We Eddie would never do this. Okay, well, I want to hear from Eddie Jackson. I want to see where his mentality is. He has not seemed himself all through last season. And what happened last week is unacceptable. They need to see, I need to see more from him. And I watched him this week, like the way that he was interacting with his teammates, the way they all were. And I mean, again, we get... 10 minutes of practice to see. But I did see more camaraderie with that secondary. I did see a lot more of that kind of like high-fiving each other and and kind of picking each other up. And so I want to see that now translate out on the field. They are eager to prove that what they did last week wasn't their standard. So they're eager to say, don't judge us based on that. Judge us based on what we how we respond. So I'm, I'm starting with Eddie Jackson because that takeaway bucket – for him especially, has been empty for a really long time. Didn't even need to get off the plane last week. It'll be there on the sideline today. They need to put at least one football in it. So we're paging Eddie Jackson to make it happen. I'm really loving that sound. Okay. Um, uh, the offensive line, we're going back to the O-line and back to Jason Peters. We talked a little bit about how last week was disappointing for him as he's conditioning on the fly. I saw more concerted effort from him in when they were doing their practicing drills this week and him and even Jermaine Effetti, like they, I could see that they were 
intentionally working together. This is a group that didn't have a lot of time together before last week. So I think watching how the offensive line comes together uh, against a, a beatable front that they can they can make some things happen. Hopefully they can continue to open holes for David Montgomery. It'd be really exciting if he could rush for over 100 yards for a second straight week. That would, is something that the Bears have not had. Let's hope that Nagy doesn't abandon that too quickly. Let's hope that he, he lets Montgomery find some momentum and get that O-line having a little bit more success so they come together a little bit more. We saw, I saw some of that work this week on, on the practice field, and I'm hoping that it translates Sunday. And I would add, too, that uh, if, the, if David Montgomery does rip off a long run, it would be nice to see him get another couple carries before yes. 20 plays pass. Yes, and also Larry Borum is out. So the, the drop-off, I feel like, is more significant as, mm-hmm. the, as the game goes on, especially if Peters isn't able to stay throughout the game. So like, I watched him a lot this week, took a lot of notes on what I saw, and, and I feel like that's going to be a significant step for the whole offensive line. Seriously, it's the best. Okay, um, so the other thing, I'm ta- all week they talked about the home opener. And having fans back at Soldier Field and what that will mean to them. Okay, build off that energy, please. Let's keep them engaged. Don't get bored. Keep them excited about what's happening. Throw the ball downfield. It's been over 630 days since fans have been allowed to watch their team in person on the lakefront. Play into that. Let that be what energizes this group. They have, they, again, they talked about it. They talked about protecting Soldier Field, what it means to have the fans back. Let, let's let that actually manifest. Let's bring that energy from the moment they take the field and hopefully have some success that leads to all of the fun they want to have, the little touchdown celebrations and having the fans leaving feeling a, a lot better about this team than they did. A week ago. And it's probably important to do that early so that you don't have the fans turn on you. Uh, yeah. No, you can't. You can't lose that audience that has been waiting for so long. It's a, a reason I think we'll see Justin Fields early. It's really great. So those were Dion's notes. We're going to be bringing those to you every Sunday. So make sure that you're ready for that. Um, and Dion is very uh, entertained by Oogie. Like I said, we spared, we spared no expense. Can I get that sound for like, you know, when I'm Are, qu- getting a, getting an email? Or- <laughs> I was going to say, the, the question is now, like, do we need to move it though more towards just uh, pecking at your, your uh, oh, note, notepads right. on your... No, I'm old school. I like to physically write things down. Just like this. That is actually Deanne. So it's not late. We're not playing radio here. She actually... See, I personally have moved to the notes uh, pad in my... See, so can't. everything's there. If, I mean, even during this, our friends on Twitch, I'm like writing everything down that I want to say. Because if I write it, hand write mm-hmm. it, I'll remember. That's fair. But also, if I type it, I forget. Paper yesterday. never runs out of battery. This is true. I don't, I don't need a plug. Okay. Uh, that a huge problem for you guys? I don't know. I always, I'm just like a. I am, you never know when it's going to come and bite you. I guess, but I'm. I am really. Yeah, I'm really anal about having my phone charged. Like if I drop below seventy five percent, I'm not going to lie. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for chargers. Now I'll be honest. I the other day my phone went to the red, the dreaded oh, red under you got to 10, 19, Yeah, you, yeah, oh, twenty oh, you, under twenty percent, right. and then it went to ten. That's right, yellow is twenty. And I could I don't even know the colors because I'm so <laughs> anal about having. If I get below fifty, that's it. I'm like, we got to go home. No. I was sweating. I was sweating. I was like, I can't lose this. Does any? Can I bum a charge off anybody? Uh, and so for for the fans who are, and I've lived this experience now. It's been you know a few years, as you pointed. How many days has it been since we've 600, had six hundred? This is the six hundred and thirty seventh day since the last tailgate opened to fans. So 
and I, you know, I have season tickets. I've spent plenty of Sundays at Soldier Field. The Wi-Fi and constant checking of Twitter during Bears games, that's the only time I do get, I just, like, I just have to become, I just set, you know, set my inhibitions aside and be like, I, I know I'm going to live dangerously because you're going to be, you know, you're in the stadium for three hours. There's like an hour beforehand, two hours afterwards buffer that I'm, I just know I'm not going to have a phone charge. Really, really living on the edge. So for, for, a lo- for a long time there, I'd be, I, well, I'll be honest. I just, uh, I carried a Mophie with me. So they had the, yeah, the charger to, well, so once I got below 50, that's it. Plug it in, make sure we're ready to go. You guys are crazy. 20%. Not, I couldn't handle it's it. It's not my favorite world to live in. I'm just saying it's happened. Uh, but that is uh, the world we are living in in 2021. Yes, it, it will be fun to have Bears fans back in attendance. Uh, yeah, Bears Bears Twitter on game day is so entertaining. It's so entertaining. And it's such a roller coaster. I will say, buckle up today. It's so, going to be fascinating. Uh, a Hall of Famer, Bill Parcells, you may be familiar with him. He uh, won a few Super Bowls in his heyday. The... What, the man considered one of the greatest uh, head coaches in NFL history, Bill Belichick, learned at his foot. So Bill Parcells uh, joined Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max this week and talked about the Bears situation and specifically mentioned how the Bears are in a very tough spot if they want to play Justin Fields. I think that's a tough situation. And I think you could just see by their play selection last week that they weren't confident in their offensive line. You know, throwing the ball short, quick, that kind of thing. And, you know, until that gets better, I think that environment for for Justin Fields is just kind of phase him in slowly and let him get his experience. You know, I think I could give you one illustration of a guy that got phased in perfectly. When Russell Wilson went to Seattle, they had a great defense, and a great running back at Marshawn Lynch. And he really didn't have to do much. He just had to not mess it up until he grow in, grew into the job, which he did very well. And I think that was a, a, a case where the environment was perfect for a young quarterback to come in and develop. But, of course, we're not living in utopia here in Chicago. No. It's not the perfect situation. So the follow-up was, when is the right time to pull the trigger on a starting quarterback when you have a bad situation? Well, if it's a bad environment, I don't think there's a right time, Keisha. I mean, I think, you know, you're going to do it because it's your only recourse. But I don't think that that's a good thing for any young quarterback put him into a situation that's that's not healthy where he doesn't have a chance to succeed. I mean, you just take a look at last week's game, say the Packers and uh, the Saints. It was a perfect environment. It was a dream game for Jameis Winston. They, they were never, ever any pressure whatsoever on him to do anything. They got a lead. They built the lead. They maintained the lead. There was, there was not one pressurized situation in that game for him. As a result, Everything turned out very well for them. But these young quarterbacks, you just throw them in there. Everybody wants to see them. They're shiny. They're new. But as I say, you go wrong place at the wrong time. I go back to the fighter analogy, Max. Wrong place, wrong time, and you can destroy the guy. All right, so there's a counterpoint from a man who has actually been in situations where he had to coach young quarterbacks along, laying out some scenarios where maybe it's not 
necessarily the ideal to bring in Justin Fields. What I heard there is that there is not a blueprint that you can stick to and be confident that it's just going to work. That's what I heard there, that every situation is different. And I just hope, and I've said this all along, that Nagy isn't so committed to this that he misses the obvious Mm because he's saying that isn't what this play sheet says. How many times did we talk about that in in the last three years that he's been here? It's if it's not on the play sheet, if it doesn't say be you in the corner and it's not he's not being you, he's following a plan. If he was being him, he would he would see what we see, see the success that they're having and then build on that. Right. Like Mm -hmm. that makes more sense. And that's what I heard from Parcells. Gosh, it would be awesome if he turned out like Russell Wilson. But again, that was a totally different situation. Russell was drafted, what, in the third round? Mm -hmm. It was not a a quarterback that was in that first round and wasn't, yes, I get it, he's shining and new. But there are other rookie quarterbacks playing. And and I feel like Justin could handle some of the struggles that they've had, getting sacked and bouncing back from that sort of thing. I think that's where... It, that's where it's it's just again I get back to the fact that he's saying every situation is different you have to you don't want to get to the point where you're forced to play him because things have gone so off the rails coincidentally though the Seahawks had signed Matt Flynn during that mm-hmm. offseason to be their starting quarterback and they recognized Pete Carroll recognized that Russell Wilson was too good to keep off the field and if they had aspirations to make a deep playoff run it was better for them to get Russell Wilson out on the field yeah. sooner rather than later so that he could start going through the growing pains. I think that is the biggest thing here is Andy Dalton, what's the future with him? It doesn't seem likely that, first of all, he's never won a playoff game, and when he has played in the playoffs, he's played poorly. In addition, I don't think this team is good enough to support his play to get them to the playoffs to begin with. And so the truth is you may as well get Justin Fields out on the field sooner rather than later. Let him go through these growing pains that he's inevitably going to have, as every rookie does. And then the sooner you'll start to feel better about your future with him at the helm and not have to worry about him making mistakes that all rookies tend to make. Yeah. Well, if the biggest jump is made between week one and week two, a la Lovey Smith, then, dear Lord, let's see what the what the Bears offense comes out with today. And maybe maybe Dalton surprises us. Maybe he is is more efficient. Maybe that offensive line protects a little bit better. Maybe he's able to to actually have some success offensively on his own outside of the rookie. And and then maybe the conversation changes a little bit. Bears fans, do you want Andy Dalton to play well and the Bears to win this week or are you already ready for the Justin Fields era, no matter how it gets here? Feel free to give us a call. 312-332-3776. Up next, a man who knows Matt Nagy pretty well told us uh, about why he's not playing Justin Fields. We'll hear from him next. It's time for another episode of Miller and Meller, America's favorite Bears pregame. The ESPN Chicago pregame show. Here is ABC 7's Dion Miller and fantasy guru Jeff Miller. ESPN Chicago's pregame show is brought to you by 3Chi and Valparaiso University. We are going to let you hear from Lewis Riddick here momentarily. But again, 312-332-3776 if you'd like to chat. We'll be here before every Bears game two hours prior, 10 to noon when they have a noon kick. Simon is in Rogers Park. He wants to talk about Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, and the entire Bears situation. What's up, Simon? Hey, guys. What's going on? Not much. 
I just wanted to say that I think it really all depends on if you think the Bears are a playoff team, which I don't. Mm. And uh, most people, I don't think, do think they are. Um, and if you don't, then you really just want to see Fields play as soon as possible. And, of course, I'm a Bears fan. I want them to win this week. Um, I want them to win every game. But I'm not going to be disappointed if they lose, if it brings Justin Fields quicker. I think that's well said, Simon. I, I kind of agree with that assessment. I, I'll never be disappointed with the Bears win. No. No, no one's going to be mad about that. No. Right. But but if they lose and it brings the Justin Fields era here sooner, I won't be heartbroken. Well, I said from the beginning, he will start week three at Cleveland. So we'll see. See, I've been all on the Lions at home. I feel like they're okay. going to start him at home. And the Browns would be a very, that would be a very difficult matchup. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? Because if, if, if Justin Fields comes out, and as we've heard from Ian Rappaport and Jeff Dickerson as well, you see more plays from Fields this week, and he mm-hmm. looks good again, and Andy Dalton and the offense is just scuffling like it did last Sunday, then maybe they will finally say, you know what? It doesn't matter. Home, away, he's going to have to start at some point, and so maybe they will. But I do think that Brown's defense would pose a much more difficult test to have you as your first NFL start. True. So that's why I feel like the Lions. But, you know, I don't know, Dean. I don't know. Every time... I try and stray to some other point that we're talking about with the Bears and however, whatever happens, whatever it happens to be, it all goes back to the quarterback position. Yes. Because because we're in this waiting pattern. We're in this waiting pattern. And that has been the biggest issue this team has had for so long. And now they, you feel like you've got something there that can change the course of what this franchise has dealt with for years and years and years that, that like Sid Luckman should not still be in the record books and holding all these records, right? And and so that's what brings that ang- that anxiousness that fans want to get him out there. And that's why it all c- continues to come back to that because he is sitting right there. But I just got this excitement about seeing what they can do. They've, they've spent the whole week talking about how week one was unacceptable. All right, let's, let's get out there. Let's change that conversation prove it to us show us that this is going to be different and and so i'm i'm excited to see what that looks like for both quarterbacks for the defense they have a lot to to show us from week one to week two a lot so it's i'm excited i'm excited to see this all come together lewis riddick a man who spent uh, plenty of time working with matt Nagy during their days in philadelphia lewis was in the pro player personnel department while matt Nagy was there working under andy reed uh, he joined the Dan Patrick Show, and of course, you know Lewis Riddick from uh, Monday Night Football, where you see him with Brian Greasy and Steve Levy each week. Lewis Riddick joined the Dan Patrick Show and talked about Matt Nagy's decision to not play Fields right away. You know, no, even knowing Matt as well as I do, I always I thought that you know at some point in time, like sooner rather than later, obviously he would turn to him too because he didn't. You know, he he's he's a realist. He understands that you know things are on the line and that. You know, obviously, if you go with a young quarterback, it could wind up giving you more time as far as your, you know, the review surrounding your job status is concerned, and that maybe he would like rush that along sooner rather than later. And he has pushed back against that theory right from the get-go, Dan. He has said numerous times, and I believe him, that he doesn't care about his his job status. This is really about the short and the long-term development and then sustainability of Justin Fields of his career. That he's trying to safeguard the, safeguard the young man's career. He doesn't really care what happens to him, yeah. meaning if he gets fired, he's going to do the right thing. He's going to do right by the kid. And that's and, – and 
Look, I mean, most people feel, though, and the whole city of Chicago feels that they should just put him in there. And quite honestly, you know, even being as close as I am to Matt, I feel he should put him in there. But he really does want to see what Andy Dalton can do. He really does feel as though Justin obviously doesn't have – there's something that's not making him comfortable right now to the point where he would just throw him in there, especially given the deficiencies that this offense has. And, look, I I respect the hell out of him for doing it that way because the the scrutiny – and the pressure that's being put on him right now to play that kid, I mean, you know, it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, and he won't he won't rush it until he feels as though that's the best thing for the kid, and the heck with his own job status. And I and I respect that. So there you go, Lewis wow. Riddick talking about Matt Nagy's decision not to turn to Justin Fields just yet. And I thought it interesting that Lewis admitted that he thinks he should play him right now, yeah, but that he wants to see what Andy Dalton's capable of. And again, I wasn't overly impressed with what we saw from Andy Dalton. I've said it time and time again, Dion, I've seen Andy Dalton in a Bengals uniform. I've seen him in a Cowboys uniform. I don't need to see him in Bears uniform. I know <laughs> I know what he is as an NFL player. He's a perfectly great backup quarterback. Now, I know that's not what he would want to hear. He's he's been, he's a serviceable starting quarterback. Yeah. But I think we're, at, we're past the point in his career where you can really build anything around him. So as a backup you're in great position with Andy Dalton as your quarterback, and that's why I want to see Justin Fields. We said the same thing about Nick Foles, and that didn't turn out very well either. But I will say, I I don't... And it's, it was interesting what Riddick said. I want to believe I want to believe that he's right, that everything that Matt is doing is for, the, for Justin Fields' success and to try to set him up for success. But if he's answering that question already, if he's showing you that he, nothing is too big for him and he can do more, and he's he's taking this offense that apparently is pretty complex and takes three to four years to figure out, and he's figuring it out in the first month as a pro, then I, you, you've got to be ready to to pull that trigger and put him out there and, and see what he can really do and allow him to have those growing pains. And if he's if Nagy's really not worried about his job, then, then you know, if you're seeing a quarterback that can do it, maybe you put him out there. When you saw the schedule, you said the Browns. I saw the schedule. I said the Lions. Either way, if either of us is correct, that means that Justin Fields will be starting when the Bears head to Vegas to take on the Raiders. And why don't you be with Waddle and Sylvie when they – when he takes the field, join Waddle and Sylvie and White Claw in Vegas for a football weekend. Listen tomorrow starting at 7 a.m. We'll qualify a fan each hour with Cap and Jay Hood, Carmen and Yerko, and Waddle and Sylvie. At 4.35, we'll read a name from all the qualifiers. That person will have 10 minutes to call back to win a trip for two to Vegas for the weekend of October 8th through the 10th. You'll, you'll stay at the Circa Resort and Casino, and then Waddle and Sylvie will broadcast live. On Sunday, you get to go to the game. It's sponsored by wow. IDOT's LifeOrDeathIllinois.com. Listen all day tomorrow from Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. That, um, that is such a cool trip. Uh, I, it's so cool. And you and I were just were talking during the break about how, man, we can't wait to like get back and do some trips. Yes. Some, oh, my this goodness. This is like the perfect, a weekend in Vegas with the yes. Bears taking on the Raiders. Yes. It doesn't get any better than that. So, it doesn't. Uh, so, yeah, tune in tomorrow at 7. Then, you know. All day long. Seven, never, yeah. And then, yeah, we'll uh, qualify you. And then hopefully you'll be the uh, winner that they pull at 435. And you'll have 10 minutes to call back and win your trip to Vegas. So make sure. You've got it locked here tomorrow on ESPN 1000. She's Deanne Miller. I'm Jeff Miller. Up next, Deanne had a chance to actually visit with Steve Mongo McMichael. And I know Bears fans who have listened to ESPN 1000, listen, you've, you've, you've heard, 
you lo- you rooted for Steve Mongo McMichael during his playing days here, and then for the last you know twenty or so years, you've listened on the station to Mongo, you know, during plenty of pregame and postgame. And, you know, we, are, we were all just heartbroken when we learned about the news of his ALS, ALS diagnosis. And Deanne had a chance to visit with him this past Tuesday. We'll let you hear her report and she'll share some of her thoughts about the experience with him up next on ESPN 1000. This is ESPN Chicago pregame on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2 and ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Will Dion be talking about a Bears win tonight on the ABC7 broadcast? Will they be able to bounce back from their 20-point loss to the Rams last Sunday as they host the Bengals? Today at Soldier Field, we'll find out here as things get underway in just under 10 minutes from now. But uh, we've talked a lot about the Bears and Bengals today, Justin Fields. Some actual life, though, that um, Dion had a chance to take in the actual important things. Dion, I'll give you the floor here as um, you had a chance to visit with Steve Mongo McMichael this past week. Yeah, I went out to his house on Tuesday to interview him and his wife, Misty, who are just incredible, uh, incredible people. Um, And I didn't didn't have a lot of interaction with Mongo other than meeting him at a few different events throughout the last decade or so. And um, it was uh, startling to see him the way that he was. I assumed, we assumed that he would come out in his chair and he wasn't feeling up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to see how quickly it feels like this disease has taken over his life with and, and having no control over it. One of the things I asked him about was just, you know, as a football player, you control everything that comes in, goes into your body, how you, every movement you have. Now you're facing this diagnosis where you have zero control over anything and, and how challenging that is to uh, to embrace. And it was just a, a different perspective from him than I even expected. Yeah, this is Deanne's reports uh, that aired on ABC7, her and Mongo and Misty. Four years ago, the ALS Association of Greater Chicago awarded former NFL safety Steve Gleason the Grid Iron Horse Award as he battled the disease. Former Chicago Bears Steve McMichael accepted on Gleason's behalf never believing the incurable disease would be his story, too. Look at me and look how I used to be, denying wanting to be the poster boy for this. This is not the legacy I wanted to leave. McMichael became a fan favorite during 12 seasons with the Bears that included the 85 Super Bowl win, dismantling opposing quarterbacks with the same strength and intimidation he's now using to fight ALS. I've turned into from the entertainer to just somebody in the house, a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad football season on. I get to sit here and watch games. You know, like I'd taken for granted and wasn't watching the sport like I used to. Don't take for granted what you got going on in your life right now because... If you do later on in your life, you will look back and regret it. You know what uh, invigorates me? From time to time, some Bible quotations go across my mind. Mm -hmm. Thy will be done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 
The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Saturday, Mongo returns to Soldier Field for the 20th annual ALS Walk for Life, where he will receive the Les Turner ALS Foundation's first ever Courage Award. How much does he deserve a Courage Award? Oh my God, he's the most courageous person I think any of us know. He's, He's the best. He's a super sweet guy. You don't have to try to be courageous. You are. That's just inherently part of who I am. You know, I'm not going to go gently into that good night. (laughs) Rage against the dying of the light. That's courage. McMichael has been overwhelmed by the outpouring of compassion he's felt during this fight, and he couldn't financially do it without the benefit of both the NFL and the Bears. But he knows too many people battle without that type of support, so he's asking you to join him this weekend on the lakefront. Our own Phil Schwartz will emcee the ALS Walk for Life on Saturday. Details can be found on our website, abc7chicago.com. Dion Miller, ABC7 Eyewitness News. So there you go, Dion. It was, um, listen, we all at the station, we all love Mongo. He's a great dude. Yeah. He, you, you, you talked about how you just, you know, he's got that, that infectious personality whenever mm-hmm. he enters a room and he's an absolute teddy bear as well. Yeah. To boot. Oh. And so he was um, so gracious in talking to us and allowing us to see what he's dealing with and and having the attitude that he does. I mean, I give a lot of credit to Misty because it's the people who are supporting those who are battling the disease that that's they're the ones with the strength as well and um his his compassion for others fighting als without the resources that he has was really really caught me um at one point we were all crying uh it was just it was just a it's just interesting to see how he has embraced this and how he now wants, he said, I can do something about that. I can bring awareness to ALS and bring awareness to those families who can arguably go bankrupt trying to support someone battling this incurable disease. And he said yesterday, he's like, we will find a cure. We have to keep fighting. And I think that Bears fans can get on board with that. Like it, it's, it's just, it's very emotional to see where he's at right now. Um, but that, that disease is so cruel and so unfair. And, uh, so many need our, our support to keep fighting. And, uh, Mongo's a, he doesn't want to be the poster boy, but, um, wow, what a difference he can make with his perspective now. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. And thanks to you for going out and doing that because listen, I think anybody listening was probably getting choked up. And so for you mm-hmm. to be there and to actually talk with him and Misty and, you know, it's just, it's devastating. Words elude me to, for what to say about such a terrible disease. But, um, you know, like Mongo said, maybe go out and do what you can to support the fight against ALS because mm-hmm. others aren't as fortunate as he is, believe it or not. Yeah. And, and I loved how he said how glad he is that football is here. He is. He said to me that the Bears have a lot of work to do, and it was hard to watch last Sunday night. I know he's going to be watching them again today, and um, wants wants to see something different. I think we all do. All right, uh, Bears, it's on you. Go out and get a win from Mongo, please. Yes, she's Dion Miller. I'm Jeff Miller. Thanks for listening, folks. Bears are up here shortly. White Sox pregame starts at one thirty today. Thanks for listening. This is ESPN One Thousand.